0: hello and welcome to hot girls this week i'm slipping out of the rap world a bit to shine a spotlight on a musical talent it's almost impossible to categorize if you have to rock and roll is where she'd fall but as a black woman performing in the 40s in glamorous outfits you'd sooner expect from a soul performer She doesn't slot into the bracket we've created for rock and roll. It's this exact reason I wanted to spotlight on her today, because many women like Sister Rosetta Tharpe have essentially been written out of history books, and it gives us a warped perspective on the development of sounds. And I think it's up to all of us working and exploring music to make sure we're learning and sharing the stories of these people so a more accurate picture gets passed down. And I also want to take a moment to credit the work that NPR have done in growing the profile of Sister Rosetta Tharpe. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this exploration of the life and work of Sister Rosetta Tharpe, and the focus topic for this week is fame. Ladies, gentlemen. listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls with Lex on the deck. We're in the mix. It's fire. we going. We are fire from London for the world. Let's go in. On the twentieth of March, nineteen fifteen. Rosetta Newbin was born to Katie Bell Newbin and Willis Atkins. Both her parents made their money as cotton pickers in Arkansas or Arkansas. I'm not actually sure how you're supposed to pronounce that, but you know. I'm sure I've heard it pronounced both ways, so whatevs. And Katie was also a preacher who essentially led worship through music. So Rosetta was introduced to the power of music as a form of expression really early on in her life. I also think when you're introduced to music really early on in your life, you never question your ability to do it. So while other people might get nervous singing, for her it was like speaking. She began singing in church at four, and she also began learning guitar. So she became really, really skilled with the guitar at a really young age. And the reason that I think that Rosetta really became such a strong woman was because of her mother. Because her mother, again, was the same type of person. She had no fear. She would take her guitar, she would take her tambourine, she would take her chair and she would sit outside and play for people and try to convert them and to get them to go to church. By six years old, Rosetta was a featured performer travelling with her mother across the country, playing with the likes of Duke Ellington, uh, who's a really celebrated jazz composer if you're not familiar. These were gospel concerts, essentially, and she became very comfortable with the life of a tour musician. Uh, her and her mother eventually settled in Chicago. In her teens, Rosetta became quite famous for her musical ability. The thing she was most known for, despite being in gospel spaces, was her talent with a guitar. She was considered at that time to be a musical prodigy. As someone who doesn't really believe in the concept of prodigies, I'd assess that she just became incredibly comfortable with the guitar, having started playing it so young, that it just kind of became an extension of her. It was something that was more than a hobby or a profession. It was an instrument similar to her own voice in the way it allowed her to communicate. And you can see and you see old videos of her, the way she holds it. It just is so natural. At 19, she married a preacher named Thomas Thorpe, but the marriage ended after a few years, and Rosetta left Chicago for the bright lights of New York City with her mother. As well as some memories, she also gained a name from this marriage, taking a slightly adjusted version of his, of his thought to be her thought. And then, her stage name was Sister Rosetta Tharp. So, lesson number one on fame from Rosetta. You can't let a good man hold you down in a place if you've got fame on your brain. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time... I take great pleasure and bring it to you, one of the greatest, one of the world's greatest gospel singers and guitar virtuoso, the inimitable Sister Rosetta. Thorpe. The first time she recorded any material, she was 23. The records were described as gospel songs, and she was backed by a jazz band in the recording. One of the tracks in particular, Rock Me, which you can still hear today, had a huge influence on artists known for a different genre of music, rock and roll. Elvis Presley and Little Richard both were vocal about the influence this had on them. At this point, Rosetta had signed a seven-year deal with her record label, Melinda. That year, which was 1938, was a really big year for her as a performer. Uh, We take it for granted now. We think of it as almost being step number one, that you get some songs recorded before you perform or before you tour. But in this era where Rosetta was rising, recording was newer, and it allowed the opportunity all of a sudden for your music and fame to travel much further than you could. So fame lesson number two by Rosetta is to stay in people's memories, you need to give people something to love, something to hold on to and to keep in their brain when you're not there. That year, those songs she recorded were really popular, and they led to her performing at many venues, including the very beautiful and iconic Carnegie Hall. Life wasn't all sweet as Rosetta, after she started gaining this more worldly following. She'd gained traction very much as a gospel singer, and all of a sudden she was playing in nightclubs, playing music that was edgier than her original material. And for stricter gospel audiences, this wasn't a good thing. From what we know of her in that period, the early 1940s, she contemplated trying to do more traditional gospel material, but the label contract required her to keep recording music which would appeal to larger audiences. She took her sound on tour with another known gospel voice at the time, Marie Knight, and for a few years they did really well. As well as recording, one of my favourite badass things about Rosetta was the fact that she would do guitar battles at venues like The Apollo, pretty much always against men, and more often than not she would come out on top. And to think baby thinks he's a rock star, please. Unfortunately, as we know, Fame doesn't prevent you from tragedy. And in 1949, Rosetta was handed a huge portion of that when her children and mother were killed in the same house fire. So how famous was she at this period? Well, she was one of only two gospel artists invited to record music which was then sent overseas to troops fighting in the Second World War. And in 1951, 25,000 people bought tickets to her wedding I think it's quite incredible that she was monetizing that stuff way before the days of Hello! magazine. This wedding was actually her third. So again, very celeb, multiple marriages. Through the 50s and into the 60s, Rosetta's name grew in fame and popularity outside of America. And it was a 1964 performance, which was filmed by Granada, of Rosetta singing in the rain, which is now a part of how people like me, and more importantly, much more importantly, her biography, Gail Wald, who wrote the groundbreaking shout sister shout in 2007 it's how those people were moved to learn more about the artist and the influence she'd had because before this period of time 2007 her name was as i said not not very present in rock and roll history books npr she said of the artist it's often been said that tharp is a forgotten figure But more accurately, she has been written over in music history by what was imprinted on the culture as characteristics of the rock and roll icon, being male and white. I think that's a really important uh, point to just understand, that it didn't matter how much fame and success she had at the time, because she didn't fit the cultural narrative or cultural expectation of the genre of music she made, media didn't keep up their coverage of her. And that's the next fame lesson. It doesn't usually last you are subject to the bias of the media. She had a major impact on artists like Elvis Presley. When you see Elvis Presley singing um, early songs in his career, I think if you imagine that he is channeling Rosetta Tharp. it's not an image that I think we're used to thinking about when we think about rock and roll history. We don't think about the black woman behind the young white man. Rosetta died in 1973, age 58. As a result of a stroke, But her influence lives far beyond that. Celebrated rock and roll artists Johnny Cash and Little Richard have both identified Rosetta as their favourite singer as a child. Little Richard, for example, described being invited on stage with the singer as the best thing that ever happened to me. Keith Richard, Bruce Springsteen, Led Zeppelin and Eric Clapton are other rock and roll icons who credit her as an influence or who have covered her records. She had a remarkable ability, I think, to appeal to gospel, blues, early R&B and rock and roll audiences. And therefore to pigeonhole as a gospel singer, which is how she generally gets kind of described, is, I think, to take a bit of a narrow view of her ability. Her incredible ability on the guitar and her spirit when she performed was fueled by that holy energy that you get from growing up in evangelical churches and gospel choirs and that energy is what fused rock and roll so if you think about the way that elvis performs you think about the way that other stars perform the scale of it the the blessing that they give to the music that really came from women like sister rosetta thart who who fused those two worlds of rock and roll instruments and gospel energy it's been long overdue to induct Sister Rosetta Tharp into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a superior week. What up, let's. We keep our eyes on the prize. If there's no surprise, good women, we're destined to win.